0: hey Hey, y'all how has the lord blessed you today um if you can't really answer that right off the bat you are listening to this blog you're listening to this podcast so obviously God has woken you up and if God has woken you up then you have a work to do my name is Talisa Strickland and I am 22 years old I am from Pine Bluff Arkansas I am a high school graduate from um Dalloway High School I graduated in 2017, and I am CEO of Wonderfully Made, and this is a platform that God has given to me, um, and I was inspired by Pastor Sarah Jax Roberts, and as you guys may know or might not know, um, Pastor Sarah Jax Roberts, she has a company called Woman Evolved. And so I am a huge fan of Pastor Sarah Jakes Roberts. She has really inspired me. Uh, She actually inspired me when she wrote her book, Woman Evolved, to actually start creating my book. So, and I always believe that, um, and the Holy Spirit had gave this to me one day, that you have to be inspired to inspire. You know, Um, I'm pretty sure we all have role models and people that we look up to, And hopefully that person is leading you into uh, a great uh, destination. I don't know why I hear destination, but hopefully that person can help you get to your destination, can help you get to your purpose. Um, If you know that, you know, you're following after someone who, you know, you really don't, um, you really don't, you know, trust that person's judgment and, and, you know, that's not the route that you want to go down uh maybe you should change the the person that you're watching like I can see in my mind um how people you know you can you can't be you can't be a millionaire cuz you know you hear all of these stuff about self-made millionaires. but you have to have some type of inspiration whether it's you know following a millionaire on Instagram and seeing you know how they did this and that this and that and you know by how um, how people show you know well this is the mistake that I made. And so sometimes if you catch that mistake, you don't have to make that mistake in your career or you know whatever where whatever it is that you're trying to do. If you want to be a style a stylist, you know you have to follow a fashion stylist. You know to keep up to date, to keep you know okay well this is what people like. And then you might see that pattern, and then you might come up with a different pattern. And next thing you know, you could be a multi-million-dollar business owner just because you seen one idea, but put your own spin and twist to it, or either God downloaded an idea inside of you, and you know you was like, "Yeah, this is what I'm gonna do." So yeah, you um, you everything happens with. In protocol, being decent and in order, but you guys, we are gonna talk more about that. I really uh just came on here to just introduce myself, and I want to talk about you know like who I am, uh, where I've been in life, um, and how God has brought me out. You know that that's the end of the that's the that's the bring it home. You know, um, talking about what God has done in my life. Um, like I said, I, I am 22 years old and, um, I mean, it's kind of like the usual, the, well, I wouldn't say the usual cause we all are unique, you know, and, um, and God has j- just done so many wonderful things for me. I mean, you know, as a young child, I was born with no deficiencies. That's something to thank, to praise God for, Um, and then, and I had a loving mother and I had a loving father, you know, that's something to praise God for. Even though they did end up getting divorced, um, they ended up getting divorced when I was a little bit older. So I actually grew up in a home with my mother and my father and actually me talking about that. You know, I actually forgot, you know, so that's something to praise God for. I grew up in a house with my mother and my father and uh, and many people did not have that. And so and I can kind of relate to, you know, not really having a parent be there um, as much as I would have liked him to be. But one thing that I have learned, one thing that I have learned is that god is a the bible says that god is a father to the fatherless and so something that i'm learning to do in this season is call god my heavenly father you know uh, and saying the prayer of matthew chapter 6 verse verses 9 through 13 uh, and that just kinda gets me in the feel of saying, you know, because I just feel like no matter how old you get, you know, a lot of people they bury that hatred really because the Bible says that you are to other honor your mother and your father and people bury that their void with hatred, you know, they or they bury their void with another with what they think is love, but it's really lust um, for a man figure or for a woman figure. Like if a, if a, a, a young guy, uh, if a guy grew up without a mom, he might grow up not liking women or, you know, he might he might uh, the next the lady that he get she might think that oh he's this age or he's oh he's like 32 years old and he's a grown man now the rest of this and then now he want her to be his mama you know so that's why it's so important to heal yourselves and you can't heal yourselves one thing that i found out has healed me is by praying praying, and getting it out. You can't let those things ponder around in your heart because when they ponder around in your heart, you begin... When things ponder around in your heart, that's what builds strongholds. And depending on what's pondering around in your heart, that's what strongholds are are building up in your mind. And so that's why most people... And I know the Bible says, the love of many will wax cold... But, I mean, it's the reason behind that. You get what I'm saying? Like, something has shifted in a, had shifted in a person's life. Just like, say, for instance, a person gets hurt. And, you know, they like, oh, I'm never going to love like that again. And, personally, I have been there before. But, and when I had been there before, I mean, I think I... See, I was a little weird, you know. I would I would get out of a relationship. Wasn't even really a relationship. I would get out of fornication. It was really it was just funicane. But you okay, so anyways. More damp, more earth, you know. I would get out of what we would call uh you know, just sleeping with somebody. We just gonna say that. And um And I'd be like, oh, I'm done. I'm not doing this no more. And then I would get right back into just sleeping with somebody again. And so, like, it's like, yes, yes, you know, it's kind of like my guard was, was weak, you know. But it was something there. I just wanted a male figure. Okay, so I know that I talked about, you know. I know that I talked about um, growing up. See, because when I grew up, my mom and my daddy had ended up getting divorced, okay? So, when I talked about growing up in the house of my father, it was around the time where, you know, I was young. I was innocent. And so, and I feel like, I feel like, um, you know, if I, I just, I just did not. Okay, well, let me put it like this. Because they ended up getting divorced, okay, when I was probably about 15, 14, 15. Oh, I think I was probably younger than that. Maybe 14. I really don't remember. I was sleeping in a bunk bed, though. So, I was around that young. And it's nothing wrong with bunk beds, but I'm trying to, like, set the scene. Because I remember this day so vividly. Um, My mother and my father had called us in. And I... And... I don't know if I knew that my father was cheating on my mama. I mean, because my mom was the type of mom that she never showed what she was going through. And like, and my mom, she would talk about it all the time now. She would say, you know, even though me and my father, even though me and my dad, you know, not me and my dad, but even though my mother and my dad were like argue and fuss and fight, they wouldn't fight in front of us, you know? So, and I know a lot of people, they don't, um, they never had that before, you know, a lot of people, they've seen their family, they've seen their mother and their father fight, they've seen their father hit their mother, they've seen their mother hit their father, and that's what starts, that's like, um, it really, it really starts the generational curse it really if you because that's traumatizing you know you think that that's right oh my mama my daddy hit my mama and when he hit my mama she shut up so i'm gonna go and i'm gonna hit my girlfriend you know some just things like that so that's why it's very important to know who you dealing with and if you don't know because sometimes people like to people i mean we know this we we if i don't know how old you are watching this watching this uh I mean listening to this um podcast but we know that people like to disguise themselves now now sometimes um that's why it's so good to have discernment but I understand like when you're young you don't be knowing you don't need be worried about that stuff so some people don't know some some young people they be knowing when people not right you know but, I mean, that's why it's so good to have discernment, and it's so good to have prayer. It's so good to pray, you know, and be like, okay, God, if this person is not for me, take them out of my life. But y'all heard, y'all and you guys have probably done it too, when God try to take a person out uh, your life, and I feel like some people might try to fix themselves up. Like, okay, if person is if god you pray god take this person out of my life and then god take the person and then you you not because you didn't expect the answer from god i mean sometimes like because the answer be like right there and we don't be expecting a answer from god so, like, when, when the when the person start having an attitude with you and things like that, you just be like, oh, well, maybe they having a bad day. You know, so you be trying to, like, lower yourself to, like, where you feel like, oh, they just having a bad day. They not really disrespecting me. When really, if you would have stayed strong and you would have realized that God just answered my prayer, you would have moved on. You would have never went through that. You get what I'm saying? So, So back to my mother and my father, Um, I remember that day so vividly when she, uh, when they they told me that they was getting a divorce. Um, And so, and I don't think that they was together. I think, I really don't know. I don't think that they was together though. And so she, they called me and my mother in a room. Uh, I mean, me and my mother, they called me and my sister uh, to their room and um, and they talked about it, and I was so hurt because first of all, I was a daddy's girl, okay? Like, oh, my dad, he was just like, I don't know why I was so close, so attached to my dad. I really don't know why. Um, but yes, I was a daddy's girl, like we would um, I would help him with his motorcycle when I was younger, like, I mean, and he would tell everybody, like, she helped me, uh, she helped me put together our, the first motorcycle he ever had. um, And, and, um, and so, yeah. And I did, and I can't believe that. And and he really exaggerates in that story because I did not. I probably helped him a little bit, but he just be telling me, like, yeah, she helped me put my motorcycle together and different things like that. And I be like, Dad, you're so over-exaggerating. Like, I really didn't. I just helped you a little bit. And so, um, yeah, they called us in the room. And they basically was telling us that they was about to divorce, and I remember just stomping out, getting up, stomping out the room, and being upset. Um, And I'm not, I'm not sure that they lived together at the time. I think maybe I don't know what they was, what they were doing. I just think that they were still married, and so that they were calling it off. And so I just remember stomping out the room, crying, and I remember telling my mom something about this this guy um that she had been seeing, and um and my dad had came in the room and he was crying and upsetting different things like that i was just you know distraught and so that right there it caused the shift because i was no longer in that um I was no longer in that comfortable place, like a cocoon. I was no longer in that cocoon anymore. You know, the place of like, okay, you know, when my mom and my dad, they're together, you know, they didn't separate, but I mean, coming up, you know, in a black school district and I know this might happen in Caucasian people's school districts too. Um, or not just, um, I would say a predominantly African-American or predominantly Caucasian living, uh, going to school in a predominantly, um, uh, African-American school, you didn't see that often, you know, you didn't see mom and dad together. You might see mom come pick them up and then you might see dad, you know, drop them off or different things like that. But you really didn't see, you know, I mean, and especially cause like I said, I'm only 22 years old, so like I mean, it's not it, It's kind of like the norm, you know. Um, but you still do have because even still, I it was still still some kids with their mamas and their fathers, you know, were married and you know different things like that. And I just feel like you never can count somebody out. You never can count somebody out because their mom and their dad was in their life, you know. But it does because it does start a sense of, you know, of them having a a where, you know, okay. It's something when you can see right in front of you a person who first had you, your mother and your father, and then you can just see them navigating through life and, you know, and them just being by your side, you live in the same house with them, you know, that when you wake up in the morning, you're going to have your mother and your father there, you know. But really, people, really, a kid really wouldn't understand it That because that's kind of what I was saying, you know. Um, I was kind of stumbling on it. But, like, if I would have known that at the age of 13 or 14 or however old I was, maybe, like, 12 or 13, if I would have known at that age that, okay, when when 12 or 13, when you hit 12 or 13, your mother and your father, they're going to get a divorce, you know. Or or when you hit whatever age, your father is not going to live in the house with you anymore. I probably, as a young child, would have Spent more time with my father, you know, so you don't understand the value of something until it is snatched away from you. And so and so that caused a shift, but and so and so when that shift occurred, I don't know where it came from that okay, this boy. Cause okay, as as um as you're getting older, you know that okay, this is a girl and this is a boy. You know, at least back in my time, maybe uh, well, I, especially going to school, like you know that okay, this is a boy and this is a girl. You know, and so I don't know where it came in at to okay, this is a boy he look he don't he might not look like your father but you know that your father is a man he's a boy you know and so and so um you can go get this attention from this boy you know the attention that you want from your father just go get it from a boy you know and so i don't know what at what age that ended up uh, happening and i don't know if maybe it was the attention that you know, okay, being in school, boys are like funny. We used to say, they used to say, um, girls are cool and, and boys drool. They used to say that type of stuff, and you know, it'd be like the boys have the coolies and different things like that. But you know, um, so I don't know where that came in at, but all I know is that it did. And so, moving, um, and so. Like God had to really it took a while. It took a while for me to realize that okay, God is all I need, you know, God is love. Um and it took a lot of purging. It took a lot of purging, it took a lot of fasting, it took a lot of praying and I just feel like the pornography sites made it worse. I feel like, because and I know for sure, having sex made it worse. But at that time, yeah, people tell you, say your virginity. I lost my virginity when I was like 15 years old. And so nobody, and I snuck out the house when I lost my virginity. I was like, I would sneak out the house all the time. Um, I would literally walk for about, about 10, about five, mm, about 10 miles. Like if you're from Palm Bluff, which I mean, you would like, I would walk from my house in Palm Bluff High, in Palm Bluff High District all the way to Dalloway High School, Dalloway District. So like, I don't know what's that radius. Um, but I would walk all the way over there. I would sneak out my window I would go through the front door if my mom had the back door locked because she had to take the key out of the back door to keep me from sneaking out she had to I would take my um I would take my air conditioner out of the window she had to board up she had to board up the air conditioner in the uh window and just different things at this one time she uh put a nail she had to um tack the like to keep the because we kind of stayed in the old style house um like a modern type modern but it was like old style and so like you have this latch And it's not the latches that you have these days. And so, what she did, I believe, is she tacked. She tried to tack it to where, like, either I couldn't open the latch for it to unlock, or either to where the door, where the, where the window, um, was just like real tacked in to where it couldn't move. And I really forgot. It was. It's been like a while ago, a few years ago. But I didn't. I know that she did that. And then, um, and I remember. uh, I oh, and then also this one time I had cut out like our bathroom, it had like this, um, this like film, like a net, um, I forgot what you call it, it kind of like keeps the mosquitoes out, you know, you guys that little thing. And so I had cut it, and she had just noticed it one day, she noticed that it was cut. And so, like around this time, I think I was like, I don't really don't remember, but all my all my e- e- uh, exit ways had been like, you know, um, had been co- not well confiscated, but I think this was before I was bold enough to try the front door. I think this is what led to me trying the front door, um, and then so um, and I remember this one time she had this dream. That I was dead in someone's backyard, you know, best enough to praise God for that. I'm still alive today. Um, And uh, and my father, he would like talk to me and different things like that. And like the thing is, like I was with, like an angel was walking right beside me. Like I'm not going to let nothing happen to her. Like. Because I was not afraid. I was not afraid to walk in the middle, in the, like, 12. I had to wait until she went to sleep, of course. I was not afraid to, um, to just be walking in the middle of the night going to these boys' houses. Did things like that didn't even have the nerve to to meet you, you know, or didn't have the nerve to um to get somebody to come pick you up. But thank God, cause he don't be riding nobody car anyways. But it was just a dangerous time, you know. Um, sex trafficking probably was as bad as as it is now. You know, you now you can know that sex trafficking or people is just popping up missing like, because we have social media, you get what I'm saying, like, my five-year-old cousin, she don't know about how bad sex trafficking, and, you know, different things, like, that is why, because she's not on social media, and so, like, I'm pretty sure it was bad back then, but I went on social media to see that, and then my peers, they was young, so they was not worried about that, you know, you probably heard about people going missing, you know, different things like that, um, and so, yeah, and then, I mean, it took a while, like, and that season in my life, like, it was like a lot of heartbreak, like, I bounced back, and and sometimes we think that we bounce back, and when I said, you know, I bounced back is because first of all i believe i was uneducated about you know okay this is what you're going through and a lot of times um it's and i don't know why i still had that urge to just okay you know well this one didn't work out and i cried a lot of tears cried a lot of times um and, and the reason... And really, the bounce back was fake, you know? Like, because every time... Me unknowingly... That's why I said I was uneducated. Every time I got hurt, something was pulling out of me. Something was pulling out. And... Um, and something negative was coming in. You get what I'm saying? So like so many times we think that we bounce back from something and i mean you should just be fully healed you shouldn't have to bounce back from anything you should be walking in healing but at the at the time of that i was young you know i didn't know anything about you know i grew up in church my mother is a pastor she's always been well i think uh i think she kind of got ordained after you know I was young when she had got... I was real young when she got ordained to a pastor. But she's always preached in church. Um, My mother, she would tell me, you know, I preached when uh, you were in my belly. You know, not preach, but she, she would teach the word while I was in her belly and different things like that. And so I've always known God. But I mean, at a young age now, I do know... Um, I can see, you know, on YouTube or Facebook. or I've seen it in real life. Wow. I've seen something in real life that I have never seen before. Young, young kids. About four, five, seven. Speaking in tongues. Praying for others. Laying their hands on each others. I've seen it at a Pentecostal church. Never in my life have seen I never seen it before. And when I seen this, I was about 21. I think I was like 21 years old. My friend, she she was my she's my old coworker. She uh introduced me to this church, Pentecost church. Oh, I love them. So they're so sweet. Church is beautiful. Like really think that that's what, you know, that's what God intended for his church to look like. Well, We're not going to get into all that. Um and so yeah, these kids Like they will just be in these huddles And they'll be praying as hard as the older people Never seen that But you're supposed to train a child In the way that they should go And and when you When you have not seen it See, I've seen that. So now I can't if, if I was to ever have kids Or if I was to have a child Or now I can share it with other people Like uh, See, you have to You have to experience things. The Bible says that my people perish because of a lack of knowledge. So you have to experience things before you can ever make a shift, make a change in your life. That's why it's so important to watch who you are around. Because if you see something, you are most likely. And it's important because what are you seeing? And that's why it's important when, you know... When you follow somebody who's an inspiration to you, what are they doing, you know? What type of lifestyle are they living? Because when you see stuff, the Bible says that the eyes are the window to the soul. So if I'm seeing somebody steady praying, steady being dedicated to God... And then finally God come. God brings a breakthrough to them. I'm going to be like, you know what? I need to be serving whatever God that they serve. You know, not just because of, and, and most times people are drawn to God because of the blessing. But one thing God will show you is that if you drawn to me because of a blessing, I'm the enemy will sift you as weak. Like, cause, and I and I can just, and we don't get into it to where I just really sit down and and kind of talk. This is really like an introduction to um who I am, and basically trying to give you a backstory because, I mean, it's so important um to know, you know, especially if you're, especially, it's important to know the spirit, you know, it, especially if you know you're gonna be. Um, listening to, you know, God, might give me an encouragement. Um, God I always try to give us something to push us forward. Uh, God will put his hand in your back and push you. Um, and so I don't want to rush. I don't want to, you know, keep ram. I don't want to ramble, but like I was saying, yes and I've been there plenty of times I've been there plenty of times and thank God for Jesus Christ thank God for grace and mercy thank God for the blood of Jesus thank God for a mother that was praying for me you know and so and I'm going to talk more about that um, you know and like I was saying um you, yeah you and and you can't God will show you you know And 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 it's not always a bad thing. It's not always a bad thing. Somebody somebody might tell you, you know, you might have a pain in your leg that you've had for years. And somebody might tell you, girl, if you call on the name of Jesus Christ, you know, Jesus will heal you. And sometimes in the Bible, Jesus even said that I have to do miracles so you can believe on me. So all the time... Especially the first time, see the first time God gonna give you what if it's in the will of God, if it's good, if it's something good, God is gonna give you what you ask for. Why? Because you believe. Because, first of all, if you ain't believe that if you didn't have a little faith of a mustard seed that I could do it, why would you even pray to me? Why you didn't go pray to the universe? You get what I'm saying? So, you must believe in me, you know. So, I'm gonna show you now so then when god show you you'll be like oh i love god so much you know and then so gotta be and then around that time you know you probably done been in the world or might not you might be you know you might not have been in the world it really just depends on your life everybody has a cross that they have to bear and i know with me bearing my cross uh well and i'm still seeing jesus said if any man wants to follow me he has to pick up uh pick up his cross and so i mean i believe that when i was baptized when my mom baptized me i started following jesus now these bumps in the road i'm not gonna say that you know that was just so God could get his glory in my life, so I can be sitting right here on this podcast telling you that you know the blood still works. You know, all the things that we hear in church, you know, it's see, I'm not gonna say all the things we hear in church, but when they said that the blood still works and that it'll never lose its power, that that is, um, true, that's true. And, but I had to experience that for myself. God wants to experience him for himself. And when you guys continue to keep on watching, um, <clears throat> I'm going to talk about, see, cause I'm still experiencing God for myself, you know, but I'm going to talk about in depth the times where I just really had to surrender to God, I really but and then I'm gonna say this and I'm leaving it at this because this is my first podcast. I don't know how long people be on podcasts, but I don't want to be on here too long. Um, because I'm a visual person, uh, I just, I just like you really have to be interesting for me to sit and listen to, like, and not in me not seeing you, like, audio. Like, if it's not praise and worship, like, God be having to change me, you know? Because he be like, I be telling God, like, God, I'm like, some of these kids be sitting better. Than, they be sitting still and different things like that. God, I will just, you know. <sighs> so, yeah, God be really having to work on me when it comes to listening to an audio. So, I, you know, I don't know how you guys are. If you can sit and listen and be like, oh, yes, i'm getting there okay i'm getting there patience is a virtue and you know you gotta come to god as a child so um but yeah so when in 2020 2019 2020 well i know in 2020 it started in 2019 i went through real heavy mind battles now one thing i did not mention that as a young girl i had um i had like this imaginary family but you guys it was not normal um and i mean it probably took okay like you guys see imaginary friend i think god i i I really i think god sends a child with that type of imaginary uh, i think that you know because it's it's normal for a child to have imagination when it's a child but when a person starts getting 13 15 18 years old this is not normal you need to go you need to to get some help you know and so and so and i'm gonna talk more in depth about this i actually wrote about it in my book um i had this imaginary family and it was full of all boys and so, and so, and it was and it was a father figure, and it was a strong father figure, not and not a strong mother figure. And so, because I had my mother, I lived in the house my mother. And I'm guessing that that divorce took such a toll on me that I created that that I created that safety, you know, that I created in my mind, something that made me feel like, okay, you know, well, this is my, this is going to be my dad, and, um, you know, I guess that I, I just wanted to maybe feel that again, you know, and I'm just not really thinking about that, um, as in as talking about it, because, um, yeah, it was, like, full of, it was, full of boys and really what i wanted and, and and as i started to get older i started to learn. Is because i started to see like these girls and that would just be like talisa no you don't have to accept that from a guy you don't have to accept it and i thought oh well maybe it's because they have brothers and and maybe it's because they have a father in their life because i just would find myself so weak for a guy so weak for a boy and um and they would be like no you just need to be this is like kids like okay we're well, probably like 15 16 maybe 17 Uh, and then they would be like um uh, like no you need to start um you need to just just focus on yourself and uh, just different things like that. Because at a young age, I build um, not so good a reputation. I build a harlot reputation for myself. And, um, and th- those of you that don't know what a harlot is, when I was growing up, we called it a three or four. We called it a hoe. So, um, I, I began to make that type of reputation for myself. And so I would have these friends as my friends back then. Um I mean, I'm still friends with probably like one now you know and so um they would say girl you just need to focus on yourself the right one to come in y'all it's so funny to me because like we kids talking about the talking like grown adults like this is something that grown adults should say to you know another grown adult but so you guys and we gonna start right there um, I hope you guys enjoyed this and actually I wanted to go ahead and so next the next episode we're gonna like maybe take another dip into my past. Um, we're gonna talk about the four times I went to the third floor at JRMC. Um and then we're gonna talk about this situation in debt in depth. Um uh, about you know what led and Different things like that. So, I hope that you guys have enjoyed yourself. Um, If you have, please comment. Also, my name is Talisa Strickland. And you guys can follow, uh, add me on Facebook or, you know, follow me on Instagram at underscore Talisa Strickland. And until we talk again, bye.